0: You're listening to Dubstep and Dragons, a D&D 5e actual play podcast with a cyberpunk twist. Hey, new My question.
1: Na-
0: I didn't even get through the intro.
1: Which one's the D20 again?
0: The one with 20 sides. One, two, found it. Perfect. Continue. My name is Matthew, and I will be your game master.
2: I'm Dan. I'll be playing Alphonse. I'm Luke. I'll be playing Ash.
1: I'm Bo. I'll be playing Norse.
0: I'm I'm proud of you for remembering your name.
1: I had to write it down.
0: I'm sure you did. I
1: also did. It's okay. (laughs) I
3: did too, so you're good. (laughs) You're the only smart one here.
0: This is going to be our session zero. Uh, So listen to the chaos. And uh, we're going to try to figure out what exactly we're going to be doing. A little background on the world we're playing in. We're going to be Earth 2093, uh, six years after a nuclear apocalypse, essentially. Uh, The cities in the 2050s were equipped with these massive filter towers.
2: One second. Maybe we should describe for the viewers what the nuclear apocalypse looked like. Very big boom. Nuclear. (laughs) Nuclear. (laughs) Very big boom. So essentially, I like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So so essentially, the U.S. president and his wife were assassinated. And uh, a bunch of countries wanted to take credit for it. And whenever a country took credit for it, the U.S. used their weaponized satellites to vaporize. The capital of that country, which started a chain reaction of everybody firing off everything they had, which decimated all coastal cities, capital cities. So a vast majority of the world population was wiped out in a matter of a few of just a couple of days. I like it. Uh, so the inland cities. Our story is mainly going to start in Kansas City. The inland cities had these massive filter towers, which allowed the people right around them to survive the radiation and pollution and ash because they were filtering out the air and making the environment survivable. Outside of the cities...
2: Do those filter farts as well?
0: Absolutely. They, the cities <laughs> smell wonderful they in do. spite of all the people stacked on top of each other. Do they stack air fresheners on
2: these towers? Uh, or is it like a Glade plug Everyone carries Febreze. Yeah, I for imagine... You no, it's Febreze the. Uh, you remember
1: the old-school tag body sprays that have like little pocket <laughs> shots? There's, there's, there's just somebody standing at the
0: bottom just like... <laughs> <sharp> occasionally just spraying. It's I'm glad just Axe like body spray in the air. Oh, I love that.
2: That would be the best shot. I would
0: imagine they would have like in Inge- like injectors that are like that would like pump smells in to like make the place not smell like dog shit <laughs> Ooh. i would imagine because it, it, would, it would probably people are so stacked on top of each other it'd probably be like a like a sweaty locker room mm. if they didn't ash if, that's a good question I, I never think about what things smell like in D.
2: I'm just picturing Ash in there. Ooh, a bubble bath. A <laughs> bubble bath. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh, a bath guy. I like my
0: big steamy showers. So yeah, you would. <laughs> out, outside of the cities, uh, the residents, as many of them as could, rushed to the cities to the safety of the filters those that didn't make it and were left out in what we're referring to as the dells or the death dells uh, were subject to massive radiation and a lot of them mutated so there are mutant clans that roam the dells uh, inside the cities it's it's just people stacked on top of each other it's pretty chaotic. Uh, but people are making do and after six years the people are finally kind of established the people that are in the cities are basically staying there they don't really leave much the only modes of transportation from one city to another are underground trains that run back and forth uh NATO has control of pretty much every existing remaining city, and they are the primary government and military force throughout the world. Does anybody have any questions about that?
2: Yeah. So they control all government jobs? Yes. Okay. Yeah, if
0: you work for the government, you work for NATO. Please, please continue. Uh, so we can start by, don't do, don't do a physical introduction, but, uh, we'll talk about just what you foresee for your character's background. Uh, obviously leave out any details that you want to keep close to the chest, uh, but just give us a, a basic understanding of Alphonse and where he comes from.
2: Uh, skip me. I'm pretty nervous. We should get definitely go with someone else. <laughs> Very good.
0: Uh, Mr. Norris, or Bo, you don't <coughs> seem to ever get nervous. So you want to go first? And also, so Bo has only played three D&D sessions. The rest of us have been playing for about a year and a half, something like that. Uh, I have been DMing for a little over a year. Roughly? Yeah. 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 Uh and and Dan, the the nervous gentleman. Uh he has he's DM'd what, four sessions now? Yeah. Something like that. He'll he'll so be that. jumping in every now and then. Uh maybe doing one shots and stuff like that. Uh he's a he's a pretty fun DM. Uh so Bo, your character, Norris, is uh is one that I'm really excited about. Uh, he and I worked together to kind of develop a, a pretty fun idea. And, and yours is probably going to use the most development because we're, we're going to be making some changes.
1: I like it. I, uh, so, yeah, I am a barbarian. And I am a very skinny, tall, uh, not your average barbarian.
0: He modeled it after himself.
1: I did. Um, and he also has a very thick southern accent, much as myself, after a couple of three bushlights. And I really don't Three's have... There's a really specific number. So classy. <laughs> well, you know, you've been drinking bushlight as long as I have it. You, you kind of start learning your, your limitations there.
0: So everybody gets a mental picture. He's currently sitting with a bushlight in front of him. Yes. <laughs>
1: And as far as character progression, uh, I don't really have any expectations of what I want to see my character go. But uh.
0: what is what is something from like a sci-fi movie or anything like that that like a an interesting story arc or just a a bit of flavor that you would really like to see in this campaign? Uh, well, yeah, we're, you're you're gonna be big and strong. Well, you're still gonna be scrawny and strong, but right. but you're gonna, you're a barbarian. You're gonna be strong. But uh, do you do you want like a redemption arc or anything like that?
1: Well, am I stumping you? You you are. Uh, you see, I'm, I'm new, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, <laughs> honest question: what is your What does your character look like? You know, what, I can do that one. So my character, like we said, is very. Very tall and very skinny, um, but is, like, really ripped, you know? He's not, like, one of those, like, big meatheads that you see at the gym. He's just...
0: Like a tall Bruce Lee.
1: Yeah, like a tall Bruce Lee, yeah. And he's very veiny. Um, kind of like Bane, you know, from the Batman movies, how he was, like, super veiny. But he's just very skinny. <laughs> so nothing like Bane. <laughs> so nothing like He has the veins of Bane, but uh, very, very skinny and... Very cut. Gotcha. Every muscle fiber is seen.
0: Uh, so a fun bit of flavor that we developed for him that you two don't know about. Uh, Norris is a member of the Deadhead Clan, which is a mutant clan that uh, that originates from Georgia. Mm.
2: My home state, originally. Yeah. I, I don't need to make note of this, right? Because I'm not going to no, know. No, no. Perfect.
0: No. Uh, it's just a, a fun bit of flavor. Uh, essentially the deadhead clan they uh, they didn't want to retreat from their homes in the mountains and go to the cities where all those civilized folk are and, uh, and essentially the radiation and such made them very strong it didn't really change their appearance much but it made them very strong and it slowly turns their brains to mush
1: not Far off from my real self <laughs> 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 I ain't the smartest man
0: uh, they they rely very heavily on uh, stolen cybernetics uh, so they raid cities they raid trains stuff like that uh, and steal steal cybernetic upgrades the leaders are almost entirely machine. At this point, uh, low-level grunts like Mr. Norris here uh, have simple modifications like metal arms, metal legs, things of that sort. Uh, What did Mr. Norris do prior to all the shit hitting the fan? Because we do have a couple options with your characters. So, So your item... That I made for you automatically gives you a set strength. So you have the option of taking that number that you rolled for your strength and swapping it with another ability score. So you could give yourself, you could be dumb but wise. Uh, Maybe you could, maybe you were a professor (laughs) prior to the war, prior to all this happening. I like that. So you still have some residual wisdom in there. Uh is could be an interesting option. Wisdom is a very valuable skill in D&D. It helps with perception and things like that. Uh and then you can still have fun playing the dumb barbarian, but every now and then you say something very wise. <laughs> which that which, would work. which could be good fun. So we can we can swap that around. Yeah. And uh, because your, your strength score because of your cybernetics is already going to be pretty awesome. I like it. Uh, yeah,
1: I could be a professor of astrology. Oh, uh,
0: there you go.
1: Actually. Astrology? <laughs> I don't know. It sounded smart. <laughs> <laughs>
2: quantum physics, maybe? <laughs> maybe you need to provide me your definition of <laughs> astrology. It's not study of the ass. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I am not an astrologist. <laughs> or you could be. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> nah. nah. So, uh, so, yeah, we can say that uh, Norris Gloomface was a, a former professor uh, what's your favorite university?
1: I'm from Georgia.
0: Yeah, so just
1: University of Georgia.
0: University of Georgia. There you go, go. Dogs. You were you were a professor at the University of Georgia, and you you just couldn't bring yourself to leave the school and head to Atlanta to get to the Filter Tower. Yeah. And so you slowly went mad, and were recruited by the Deadheads.
3: That sounds like a normal professor on any given day. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. That's fair.
0: Well, if we were going to have any professor listeners, we aren't anymore. <laughs> Are you ready or do we want to talk to Ash?
2: Oh, I was ready at first. I oh, was just messing son around. Son of a
0: bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, let's hear about Alphonse. What do you want to know? Just
0: Alphonse. Class, subclass. What is what is what do you, what do you want him to like specialize in or if there's anything any any particular like trope from any movie you've ever seen that you would like to see in the campaign or anything like that
2: Well there's lots of things I want to see for him oh my God I can't spell Will that. it happen I don't know <laughs> Yeah I don't know either tough to say Hopefully he makes it past week one of this campaign <laughs> we'll see Uh yeah Alphonse, you know, he's just a sexy, sexy man. Dark hair. He's inspired by music. I love music. I'm a fan of singing in the shower. I wish
0: you'd have told me that I painted his mini with white hair. White <laughs> hair works just as well. <laughs> oh, my God. You silver fox, you. I,
2: hair really doesn't matter. Um, he, Honestly, he's just a... The character itself is really inspired by. Uh, did you ever watch that movie, Hackers?
0: Oh, m- many, many years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just it's been so long. Just picture someone that is super into computers and knows how to uh, randomly change things or alter cybernetics in this world, particularly. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe influence them through a little bit of music. Oh. Hot. <laughs> uh. Or he's just going to make dumb jokes. I don't know. I mean, either, way,
0: either way works. We're just here to have fun, right? Absolutely.
2: Does and, that answer and, your question? And Dan
0: has a beautiful singing voice. We, we
2: heard <laughs> examples of it I prior need, to recording. I was told I need singing lessons after after this no, first campaign. No.
0: no, it was just an offer. It wasn't... I wasn't <laughs> it insisting. It was an I, offer. I wasn't <laughs> insisting. I was offering. <laughs> Not that I would give
2: you singing lessons, but... Are you sure? (laughs) You don't want that. (laughs) I was in choir
1: in middle school. Me too. Good old
2: Norris will give me some singing lessons. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can show you where the handles are in the bucket anyway, at least carry the tune.
0: (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Anything you would like to see in the campaign?
2: Yes. I would like to see... Pregnant pause. I would really like to see... Um, I, well, so mainly I'm really looking forward to seeing how people are going to uh, flavor things mm-hmm. to fit this world. I'm very excited for it.
0: Yeah, and, and you're specifically a class that will be a bit more challenging. Uh, something I forgot to mention earlier is there is no magic in this world. Uh, the character or the players are responsible for reflavoring and reskinning any skills abilities spells anything they have is going to be reskinned as technology so the only limitation is their imagination if you can figure out a way to describe how your spell or ability works with while using technology and it could be nanotech. It can be whatever. I'm. I mean, in regular D and D, they use magic and crystals. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna nitpick. Oh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but but you, you being a bard, uh, you know that's that's gonna be a, an interesting and challenging one to reflavor. I'm I'm excited.
2: Uh, also, I also am. Um, to answer your question before, I am a. Uh Part of College of lore that is my subclass skill monkey uh hoping to be yeah hoping to be absolutely what else do you have for us fearless leader
0: oh I have so much you ain't ready what, what other <laughs> questions
2: you would you like me to answer about mr Alphonse
0: uh does Alphonse have any any family any close friends? Anything, that anybody that I can use against you as leverage?
2: Well, you know, to be honest, he is a military pet. Mm-hmm. He got in a little bit of trouble when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Not much more than that.
0: We don't know much more than that, or nothing more than that exists? Nothing more than that exists. Uh-huh. So, a, a lone wolf. Okay. Uh what are what are kind of and this is a a question for for norris as well what are some some oh some things that he holds dear as far as like maybe an ethical standpoint or you know a, a strong belief that he holds in the world uh is he is he uh, an inherently selfish and takes you know takes care of number one? Is he is he uh, charitable and, and takes care of people around him and, and and things like that?
2: He definitely has a facade.
0: Oh, so a softy with a with a hard outside. Yes, gotcha. gotcha.
2: Usually, bards are squishy all over. <laughs> well see I've I technology backing me up in this one so
0: it's true. It's true. Yeah, and and with that, just so everybody is aware, our Arcana skill is going to be our stand-in for technology. Uh, so if I ask for a tech role, uh that is their Arcana skill. And there's there's a few of them that will be translated that way. Uh, But, for the most part, they're they're staying original. There's only a few changes. Which is an interesting challenge with you being a hacker and a bard, being that bard is charisma-based and uh, arcana is intelligence-based. But you still have fairly high arcana. So, I let... We do a rolling for stats and these guys all rolled like god stats. So... I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my uh, my hands full trying to challenge these guys should and and it doesn't help that I love to make homebrew weapons and things that uh, turn them into superheroes <laughs> <laughs> any anything else that he just personal little tidbits that you would like to reveal or
2: yeah I mean so Alphonse if you his history doesn't exist because it was unwritten. there's stuff there. Just have to listen to find out more.
0: Very good. very good. How about uh, let's go back to Norris because he he made me think of questions that I wanted to ask.
1: Norris is ready
0: <laughs> does, does Norris so Norris is a bit of a madman. 100%. Uh, he was captured shortly after being recruited into the Deadheads. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's, uh, he's spent the last several years being essentially studied so that they can try to understand what happened to the Deadheads and if it's reversible or anything like that. Uh, uh, he didn't know that. I just told him that. I knew that all along. <laughs> uh, fortunately, sometimes my players like to give me a bit of creative license with their characters, and that's fun for me. Uh, so, being that he's spent several years in captivity uh, and not exposed to additional radiation, so you haven't total your brain hasn't totally turned to mush like the rest of the deadheads. Uh, do you think he would have maybe started to regain some of his a limited amount of his old self or do you think he would still be a loyal deadhead?
1: Well uh, he's a very stubborn man but he has always been pretty loyal so I feel like he's kind of conflicted because uh, you know obviously he was a professor and uh, you know so he still has some of that, that wisdom and knowledge of you know like how things used to work but he's also torn between that that loyalty to you know the clan that, that he was a part of you know so uh, I feel like he has a lot of internal demons that he just projects as anger
0: perfect Conflicted characters are always the most fun. Yeah, yeah. he's a
1: he's a very very deep person for not being so smart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and 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 yeah, we'll we'll leave it there on that. There's there's a lot there to unpack with with Norris. Uh, how about Ash? Tell us a little bit about Ash.
3: Yeah, so Ash. Oh, where to begin? Uh, mother died when I was very young, raised by my father, who was a one of the tech higher-ups and starters of one of the tech companies in the world, nougal
0: Ah, Google.
3: Yes. Um, yeah, it's one of the tech higher-ups of it and starters of it. Um, when I was about nine years old, he ended up vanishing or disappearing, or died, I presume dead, don't really know. Um
0: so was that how old is Ash?
3: Right now I am at, are we we're doing human years, right? Yes. Okay. I'm about so, 20 25.
0: Okay. So so the war happened when he was 19. Yep. Uh and his father disappeared when he was 9 <clears throat>
3: when he was 9. Yep.
0: Okay. So so you don't know it could have been it could have been because of his job, it could have been just a random Street thug, because could the, have been
3: multitudes of things. I don't know. Okay, no one really knows what happened.
0: Any, any other family, any living family?
3: None living at the moment. None of you that, are
0: giving me anybody to blackmail you with. <laughs> um,
3: none that I'm aware of <laughs> uh, yet. So, I raised by my grandparents all the way through. Um, went to started college when I was eighteen at. Um, Caltech University mm-hmm. And it Got in it Started with computer science And then the war happened During the war Picked up a lot of good skills <laughs> um, Started wielding more of a sword I was always a sword kid When I was Ger- Growing up I know right <laughs> <laughs> So Growing up always a sword kid Do you still play with your sword? Every once in a while
2: Every day Okay just want to check what Speaking sword we're talking him, about. Obviously. Uh, I didn't know <laughs> yeah, what kind of sword we're character. talking about. Yeah. The, oh, okay.
0: The character plays with his sword every day. Yeah, he's a. Yeah, I
2: play with it. I. You gotta,
3: you know, you gotta hone those skills.
2: Yeah. It's a giant sword. You must have glutes of steel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I
3: still own a lot of shares in Google because my dad, my father, was one of the startups.
0: Oh, rich boy.
3: So. Gonna have but they don't know that, that I still. I. <laughs> I'm very silent. I don't really want to be involved with the company, but after the war, they tried to get me to come back, and I'm still up and down on it. So, uh, I am a paladin. Stand about six two, weigh about two oh five. Pretty, pretty, pretty muscular. Ripley. Ripley. Yeah, we'll go with Ripley. I not. like that. With Ripley. <laughs> It's a name. name. Um, yeah, uh, Paladin, I do carry around a very a great sword. So, running the Paladin class. Um, yeah, and it's led me up to here. Which,
0: in a different world, that would seem very strange. But uh, in this world, people are always looking for ways to protect themselves. Yeah. Uh, basically everybody is is packing some sort of weapon uh i'm glad you said weapon (laughs) what else would i have said i don't know we were already talking about him playing with his sword all the time hence why i said yeah Yeah. and it's and it's like a like a four and a half five foot tall sword he's got a big sword you go buddy (laughs) Yep. There again, I'm basing that off of the mini because I, I know all the minis intimately. I've spent a lot of time with all of Ew. them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my mini anymore. <laughs> 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 Fine, I'll take it back. I'm just kidding. My mini's really cool. <laughs> uh, what is? What's something that you would like to see for Ash in the campaign? Or even just not even for Ash but just uh, something you you enjoy in storytelling?
3: Um, For me, I would like to see, of course, how the world evolves and how people play in it. I really am excited to see how this works. And then also, for the character-wise, I would like to know what all happened to my dad. There's no evidence of anything. Did he go missing? Did he vanish? Did he... Someone killing kill him? him, right? <laughs> of course, the DM kills him.
0: It was me. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Very for good.
0: Uh, what are some questions you guys have about the world? Because I'm I'm sure there's so many things that I have that I have neglected. Uh, we'll we'll finish up talking about the world, and then I will introduce the uh, the list we have a short list of homebrew rules that we're going to be some of them are new some of them are rules we've been using uh but is there is there any questions you guys have about the world in general just so you know what you're getting yourself into
2: well right off the bat how dangerous are all these companies
0: uh the companies are all Fairly shady. Uh, as far as dangerous, they do a they do a, a good job of putting on a great facade. Uh, everybody kind of knows that that they have shitty back alley dealings, and and they're they're constantly manipulating the population and things like that. They they all basically have a monopoly on their. Excuse me on their particular market. And uh, so they don't really have a whole lot of competition outside of each other. Uh, With that, there are a few companies that would love to see other companies disappear. So most of the shady things they do is to gain leverage against other corporations. Uh, A vast majority of corporations were wiped off the face of the earth uh, along with most of the face of the earth
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes are we yeah. living in a crater uh, there's definitely a lot of craters okay you're not living in a crater but there are a number of them throughout the world Uh, yeah most capital cities are now craters okay yeah. those weaponized satellites were no joke just vaporize things. Do you have any other questions about the world?
2: I have lots of questions. I'm sure you do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I had a question and then it spaced my brain because we got off topic. <laughs> and I was well, like, Oh it'll be back. I me.
0: can I can talk about do you have anything, Mr. Bo? you you're just you're just here for a good time.
1: Here for a long time. That's for sure.
0: Bo is probably the most laid back of all of us. I would say he's 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 just happy to be here. So, so
2: Mr. (laughs) Mr. if you, Mr. Dia, if you truly want (laughs) to, the
0: representative named Dan has the floor.
2: (laughs) If uh, if you truly want to find out more about Alphonse and his history, it's going to be in classified documents with NATO. So I
0: have
2: all of the. Yeah.
0: Because I have to make them. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm giving you a lot to blackmail me with. You have everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just just like
0: kidnapping family members. (laughs) (sighs) Don't kidnap my dog.
2: You have a dog? His name's Lucky. Perfect.
0: Does your character really have a dog? You can totally have a dog. Yeah, I want a dog. Yeah, you can totally have a dog. Yeah, his name's Lucky. So, is it a is it a biological dog, a mechanical dog?
2: It's a mechanical. Well, it's biological dog with mechanical parts. I rescued him.
0: That's that's good because because if the shop shop probably yeah, (laughs) people people got hungry man. (laughs) I was (laughs) meaning like
1: car chop shop, you know, part mechanical or the. I was talking about
2: a different chop shop. (laughs) 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 Lucky wasn't so lucky. Pretty lucky I came across it and down him just at the right time. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Yeah, you can absolutely have a dog. Cool. And uh, I love dogs too much to kill Lucky, uh, so I will try my best not to let him die. Thank you. Yeah,
2: absolutely. He has a mechanical tail and a me- tank mechanical right paw. Oh, I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> lucky will be the only one that survives a TPK. Aww. Both, just so you know, a TPK is a total party kill. Nice. Which means that I did a poor job of balancing the fight, and you all died. And if that happens... New characters. New characters. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Nah, Norris Gloomface <laughs> Jr. <junior. laughs> you had Same a kid and you didn't even know it. Just Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back as an AI to haunt you. Oh, perfect perfect do i get to play him no absolutely not <laughs> he's just that really annoying voice in the back like ai in the back of your mind yeah
1: that
2: would oh, be that would be a fun character we could totally to play, make
0: honestly. him like a like a warlock patron
2: yes yeah
0: if if he dies in like some horrific way at a high level i'll totally make him a warlock patron in a future campaign sweet Warlocks are still a thing, but AIs are their patrons, and they grant them abilities through technology, yada, yada, yada. I I don't have any warlocks in this group, at at least not yet. I have a feeling there's going to be a paladin that's going to play a little bit in that, just because he loves it. I love warlocks. (laughs) Me too. And uh, so we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But uh, for now, to currently do mm. not have any Warlocks in the campaign. Uh, we, we do just have the three players. Uh, we may eventually add more if we find somebody we really enjoy having in the group. But for now, this is, this is who we're going to be starting with. And, uh, and so far in the brief campaign that Dan ran, uh, which thank you, Dan. It was nice to be a player. Uh, I second that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. We and it done was done being a player. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to keep being a player. Ha. Although I get to play like 30 people a session. So that's pretty fun.
3: <laughs> the only other question I had was Is there. Um, there is no governments whatsoever. It's just corporations. There's NATO. Just NATO.
0: Yeah, NATO oversees everything. NATO. Uh NATO kinda acts as the like Red Cross and a bunch of other systems all tied together. Like uh if if there's a food shortage somewhere, they do their best to get food from other areas, from other cities and get them to the the suffering population. Uh NATO is uh has a large peacekeeping force, and when I say peacekeeping, I mean people in armor with guns. Uh and 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 because it's D and D sure, hammers and axes and things too, because fuck you, those things are fun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
2: So, so can cybernetics corrupt you in this campaign?
0: Yes. Uh, you're talking in typical cyberpunk style? Yes. With the cyberpsychosis. Uh absolutely. Uh, we we won't get to that point until you guys get to the higher levels, like ten plus. Uh, for the listener, we are starting at level five because that's when things get fun. Uh, we've played; these guys have all played these characters at at lower levels. Uh, in Dan's, uh, in Dan's, four, was it three or four sessions? Four sessions. Four sessions. Yeah, they've all played these characters in in that. In those sessions and uh and so we just decided to start at level five because like I said, that's where the the fun really begins. Uh but once you hit like level ten, your cybernetics are enough to the point that that cyberpsychosis or I have another name for it that I can't remember right now, uh that, that that becomes an issue. Okay. Um and if you are dropped to I'm not going to tell you all what happens. Uh, that'll be a, a fun little surprise. Sounds good. Uh, but if you if you uh, if you flat out die, so you go down three failed death saving throws, like you die, uh, or or if you <laughs> die of exhaustion, anything like that, then that that'll kick in. But not until not until you're level ten or higher. Okay. Uh, for the next few levels, you guys are safe uh fun thing that we're gonna try at least i hope it's fun uh i am not going to be in control of their leveling that is going to be up to the players to role play and and pay for uh so i i took i stole this idea i didn't steal it because it's I I bought the book so I can use their rule. <laughs> I took these very clearly <laughs> stating. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I'm, I'm mixing some rule in some rules from Cyberpunk, the Cyberpunk Red system, uh, where you you pay for cybernetic upgrades and that's how you upgrade your character. Uh, we are going to do much the same. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to make the cost roughly the level times a thousand. So level six will cost you six thousand credits, and and with that, uh, you you do have the option if you don't want to spend the money, you do have the option of stealing your cybernetic upgrades or bargaining for them or things like that. Uh, but I am going to put the value at roughly a thousand times the level you're going for. So it's going to gradually get more and more expensive as you level up. Uh, don't worry, I will have ways for you guys to make decent coin. But this also allows if, if one of you is going for an upgrade that is going to benefit the party more than somebody else's, you can decide to pool your money or resources to upgrade that person first. <laughs> and and, uh, and and so you could have you could have one person that's level eight while the other two are at level six or however you want to work it or if if your character is a selfish person and out for number one, save your pennies, steal other people's pennies and and pay for your upgrades. And and we'll be role playing this. Uh so you can go to mod shops and and get your modifications installed. You can buy software. Uh you can I mean there's there's essentially an app store. <laughs> you can you can go into your <laughs> your cybernetic like link this app, <laughs> and, and, and do software upgrades and stuff like that.
2: So talking about a cybernetic link, what are some standard cybernetics that we're going to start with?
0: Uh, so a lot of this is going to depend on how you want to flavor it. Like if you have a character with a really high perception, you can flavor it as they have an optics upgrade. Uh, they have cybernetic eyes. Or a cybernetic eye, and that's what makes them so perceptive. Um, if you have extreme strength, you can have you can have cybernetic arms, uh, and and all of these things are regularly available. And if you have if you have something like if you have a a trait that isn't tied to your level up, but you want it anyway, you can purchase it. Like, like I will let you guys become gods, but I'm going to put you up against some real hard shit if you do. Uh, like if, if you don't, if leveling up isn't going to get you expertise in perception and you really want to be perceptive, you can, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make them cheap. Uh, and we can kind of negotiate outside of game, like okay, what's a, what's a reasonable price for this? Uh, but you can purchase upgrades to, to make your character more perceptive or, uh, we could do, you could do, if you want to be more persuasive, we could give you like a, a voice, like a, an upgrade to your vocal system, (laughs) uh, to make your voice more soothing to people. Uh, and 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 help it with your persuasion you mean i might be able to get those wow.
1: singing lessons after all <laughs> wow <laughs> excellent wow wow wah, wah, wah. Excellent. Uh, and i i think
0: <laughs> i think for this world that system just makes sense oh yeah totally yeah uh because the 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 scott the your abilities are only limited by what you can afford uh and, and with Ash being wealthy, that means I have to get creative.
2: So, like, for instance, if we look at Ash as a character, does he store all of his money in, like, how, how does the currency system actually work? Like, are you carrying money around, or is it all digital?
0: It's all digital. Uh, that way we get rid of the, the need for, like, bags of holding. And things like that oh, to gold hold everything your gold. Everything yeah, like the that. weight of yeah. it. And and also in this in this world, you know, technology rules and and so digital currency. And also just the fact that that so much of the so much of the assets that backed up traditional currency was either lost or vaporized or just impossible to get to. Uh, required required them to make up a credit system
2: so gold is worth a ton if you
0: find gold it is is extremely valuable especially since they need it for circuitry and stuff like that if you find precious metals and they are out there Uh, if you find precious metals they are extremely valuable Uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to. I wanted. I love the idea of you guys being in control of your level ups. Uh, it always seemed very arbitrary. To oh hey, you guys killed enough people. Congratulations, you are level six. And and I and I I hate the XP system, so I will never use the XP system. Uh. So this just seemed like a uh, a fair and fun way and also it get, it's a it's just another RP opportunity. And and we can always use more of those. Everybody loves RP. I True. mean, who doesn't?
3: True. Yeah. And actually That's why we it, play it, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: actually a little bit of insight into this group. This is a a fairly RP heavy group. Uh, everybody in this group. Uh, I was a- actually Hats off to to Bo or Norris, uh, his very first session. Usually, first sessions, uh, people are a little like shaky with RP, and he immediately jumped into character and was just like right in it. And uh, I was I was very impressed by that. I I'm think, pretty much a badass. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. <laughs> true. That was that was one of the big things that that. Made us uh, decide to to invite you to the podcast. Is that you know you know from that first session right away you were just off to the races and and fun to RP with, and uh, so there'll be a decent amount of that. Uh, I I really love combat. I love DMing combat. Uh, so there'll be a, a healthy dose of that as well, but. But uh, player-wise, I think everybody kind of leans towards preferring the RP versus the combat. But everybody enjoys the combat as well.
1: I love the combat. Yeah, it's always fun. Makes the RP a little more fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, should I go into the some of our homebrewed rules?
2: I'm just trying to think if there's anything the list, any additional things that the listeners need to hear. Uh, about the world any
0: world wise so a lot of it will be revealed as we go yeah uh in like the the clans the corporations stuff like that i I think we'll just as they come up introduce them and plus that gives me more time to flesh everything out i've I've got a, a very healthy start uh but I've, I've mainly focused on getting everything prepped for what we need for the first half dozen or so sessions. Okay. Uh, so it's, the world isn't fully fresh, fleshed out, but it's, it's got a, a healthy
2: dose. Yeah, I think rules love it. sound great. Okay,
0: uh, so one big one. Uh, we love our crit rule. Uh, we follow the max damage plus additional dice crit rule and we will continue to use that. Uh, we all we've been running it in all of our other campaigns that we've done and it it makes it makes a, a d20 feel really good uh, or a natural 20 feel really good and uh, unless you're on the receiving end, like yeah, like a but. certain somebody's cleric uh who got one-shot a couple of times and when you're when you're one-shotting a plate wearing cleric it's uh you know it's a rough day
3: <laughs> for the player for the not player. the dm well the dm felt bad too <laughs>
0: That Shusuva knocked you the fuck out. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Got you good, fucker. He did give me good. <laughs> and, and so, with, <laughs> with the example, with the with, I'm I'm just gonna run on that very example because uh, that's what we're talking about. In a in a combat with a Shusuva, which if you're not familiar, is a uh, basically a, a a dog from from the abyss and they have a tail attack that does 4d10 plus four or no a bite attack that does 4d10 plus four and so with that they would get the max damage of 44 and then I would roll an additional 4d10 on top of it and I believe I rolled max damage I believe I rolled rolled 84 on that and I, which I uh, didn't even think was possible, and uh, yeah, that was a really rough day. But uh, we will be sticking to those crit rules, and uh, I hope that doesn't bite me in the ass. And then additional rules: we're we're doing the new D D one exhaustion rules. Uh, the existing D d rules for exhaustion are they're rough uh you know one level of exhaustion isn't so bad but but it can it still sucks two levels of exhaustion is is just makes it no fun three levels of exhaustion you're virtually useless and if you get to four you're more than likely gonna get five and six and at six you die. We're adopting the new system. So there you can get up to 10 levels of exhaustion. And with each level of exhaustion, you get a number, you get that number subtracted from any d20 roll. So if you have one level of exhaustion and you roll an 18, you got a 17, and so on and so forth, up to 10. If you hit 10, you die. Or if you're above level 10, you go fucking nuts. Uh, this will work out especially well for our Berserker Barbarian, who takes a level of exhaustion every time he goes into a frenzied rage. Uh, so, uh, so that level of exhaustion he gets won't be so detrimental. Uh, and then uh, I'm adopting the another rule from Cyberpunk Red which is the cover rule. It's going to be a combination of, our, of D&D cover rule and Cyberpunk. So half cover will give you plus 2 to AC, and a three-quarter cover will give you plus 5 to AC, just like the existing rule. But the cover will be... I will be able to destroy it, or you will be able to destroy it. So if you're, if you're hiding behind drywall... And expect that to be your three-quarter cover from somebody with a shotgun. <laughs> good luck. That drywall has four hit points, and I'm gonna blast a hole right through it, and you take whatever damage is remaining. But it will save you those four hit points. So whatever whatever damage the cover takes will be subtracted by the ov- from the overall damage, and as long as they still hit your AC. Then the whatever it is will pass through the cover and hit you. Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah. So if you hide behind concrete, you're going to be all right. I think I think on the the list, I have concrete has like 50 hit points. So it'll it'll absorb it'll absorb 50 hit points before it can before it's destroyed and passes damage through to you. But if you hide behind sheetrock, like I said. It's gonna absorb four hit points, and then you're gonna take the rest. Uh, you are going to be dealing with a lot of ranged attackers. Uh, I won't, I won't do solely ranged attackers, obviously, because then that takes our two melee fighters and puts them at a severe disadvantage. because uh, there's obviously going to be, you know, people that rely on their strength, uh, similar to barbarians and paladins you know people with big metal arms or things like that people that rely on speed and so but guns are going to be the most prevalent uh, so definitely expect some shootouts stuff like that uh, we will make sure that you guys if if you can't get into range we'll make sure that you guys have some way to uh, to Fight back at range.
3: Sounds good, works for
0: me. Yeah, but I'll I I never want you guys to feel like you have no options in combat. So even if it is if even if it is a ranged attacker, you may have to be creative, but I will always make sure there's a way for you guys to shine. Even if you have to get real weird. I like getting weird. (laughs) 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 And it begins. Uh, Let me see. I think that was the end of the... I think that was all for the homebrewed rules. Uh, Because the idea of... uh, I I wanted to do that just because the idea of being able to hide behind something flimsy and rickety. And and it, and it it take a shotgun blast or something like that just just seemed absolutely ridiculous. Oh, the only other, and I covered this with the players, they're all starting with max HP at level 5. Going forward from level 5, they will have to uh, roll for their hit points. But at level 5, everybody's starting with their max uh, because that allows me to throw some crazier shit at them. And that just seems like
2: fun to me.
3: Sounds good to me. Okay. I don't have any more questions. Does anyone else?
2: No. No.
0: I really don't. All right. Perfect. Well, that will wrap up our first session. Uh, If you've made it this far in, we really appreciate you listening, and we look forward to telling some crazy stories about goofy people in a very serious and dark world. (laughs)